Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board certified physicians who can prescribe FDA approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is plushcare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. I always count in my head when I'm walking, when I'm running, why? Hey, Steph, what are ways to move past a scary event? Things turned out okay, but I can't shake the fear. Welcome to the What's Eating You podcast. I'm your host, Stephanie, and I'm a psychologist, published author, and public speaker here to educate and validate. Enjoy the show. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to another episode on the What Is Eating You podcast. Today, I'm answering your questions, so welcome to the show. And if you are new here, I'm a psychologist, and I've been doing this podcast for just over a year now, and I am so excited to announce that this has been the 30K achievement. We have reached 30,111 downloads since I started this little podcast. So I just want to say a massive thank you to the person listening to this, for sticking with this, for supporting me and for helping me keep this podcast going because without your suggestions, without your questions and without your listenership, it would not exist. In the last 30 days, we've had 3,597 downloads, which is incredible because my ultimate goal was to get to 1,000 downloads a week because that would be 4,000 downloads a month, which is a lot. Considering this is just a passion project and something I do is a little extra so you could learn more information around specific topics, I'm so happy that people are actually listening to this. I don't know why, even though I see the numbers, even though people tag me, there's still a part of me that thinks I'm just this girl in my room recording this podcast for myself because this actually helps me. I feel the podcast gives me therapy. It helps me just express myself and talk about things I'm really passionate about. So a massive thank you. In the line of 30K, I also hit 30,000 followers on Instagram. My gosh, was that an uphill struggle and battle, but I have been waiting to just get over that line because what happens is with, I don't know if Instagram removes dead followers or if people unfollow you or whatever happens, but your followers just fluctuate so much. I don't really look at the followers, to be honest, but when you're like 29.9, 30, you're thinking, what is going on? 
are people unfollowing me? Is it bots? What's happening? So I think I've reached the point where I can say, hey, we hit 30 and that's all I want. I'm really cool here. I don't have these huge, I want to hit 100K and I want to hit this. I'm actually really okay. I've realized that followers don't mean anything. I'm more concerned with having a following, having an audience who are genuine, who know and trust me and who I can provide value for. So I treat my Instagram the same I did when I had 3,000 followers because I've always believed a following, people who know and trust you, is more important than the number of followers. So a massive thank you to everyone on Instagram who's followed, shared, liked, and commented. I am so grateful that you've taken time out to share that with me or even just sent a DM. I will always reply most of the time. I won't reply if it's something a little bit intense. I do get messages sometimes of things that are just very extreme and just not appropriate to be sending me things around suicidal ideation, things around that and just around really risky topics. So if I see a risky topic or I just think it's not something that's appropriate for Instagram, I will not reply. I may not even open the message. But if your message is fine, welcome. Welcome to my inbox. All right, let's get into today's episode. So every Sunday, we have a segment on my Instagram called Psychology Sunday. And now we have a form you can submit. So the form is finalized. Thank you so much to Paula for putting that form together where you can submit a dilemma, a story, or a question. So please use the form. I really want a form to come through. I want to see it. So you can also upload a voice note, which I think is super cool. I've said so a lot of times. If you want to submit something, you can send it through as a voice note. You can send it through as a written message. It just depends on what you're feeling. Now, I got asked the question, I always count in my head, walking, running, I'm always counting why. Counting's an interesting one because I've asked myself the same question. I've noticed when I run upstairs, I always go one, two, three, four, five. And sometimes I do randomly count, but it's sporadic. But when I lived in my old family home, I've always lived in a home with stairs. I've always counted going up the stairs and I'm not sure why. But look, If you are concerned about repeatedly counting in your head, it could be a sign of OCD. Now, just because you count in your head, it doesn't mean you have OCD, but counting is often a compulsion that someone with OCD uses to decrease the distress related to a number of intrusive thoughts. So if I was this person, I don't know your full history or background. If you have disordered eating, OCD tendencies can be very common. OCD stands for Obsessive Compulsive Disorder. So it is an obsession-based disorder where the person gets intrusive thoughts or anxiety-provoking thoughts and then engages in a ritualistic behavior such as counting, washing your hands, whatever it may be, to reduce the distress that initial thought causes. You can have counting tendencies without having OCD. What makes OCD OCD is the level of distress and the impairment on your life that the intrusive thoughts and the behaviors and rituals cause you. It could also be that numbers themselves have a specific significance like good and bad numbers. It may be that you count until things just feel right. You may also count in your head as a component of a ritual that you feel you need to perform to make sure things are safe. It just depends on when you're counting, 
why you're counting. How does the counting make you feel? I think for me, when I would count running upstairs, it was just to get to the top of the stairs. It wasn't anything like, I need to count to relieve anxiety or I'm feeling really anxious in this moment. And I didn't feel distressed if I did not count. So we need more information on this. This is why I'm excited for the submission form because people can give me more context and information. But on that note, I'll tell you a little bit more about OCD because I do get asked about it. Intrusive thoughts and the compulsions that we utilize to decrease the distress, they don't really stem from logical thinking, but they are a way to self-soothe. So even though a person who may count may know that it's strange or it's not logical, when you're in that counting moment, you're usually not in logical brain. For many people who do have OCD tendencies or who do have anxiety, it sounds reasonable in that moment to count. And it sounds like a self-soothing activity that in the moment sounds okay. But if this self-soothing activity is taking away from your freedom to engage in your life fully, if it starts to take your time, if it starts to drain your energy, then it could be a frustration of its own. It could be a number of different reasons. It could be to help self-soothe with anxiety. It could be a habit. It could be linked to eating. It just depends on how you're feeling when you're doing it. I would really encourage this person to explore when I'm counting, what is the benefit? What need is this meeting for me? Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is plush care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well... HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Now, do you have a fear about not counting? Does the idea of not counting give you stress and anxiety? If so, something you can consider is ERP. This stands for Exposure and Response Prevention. This is a type of therapy we use with OCD or we use with rituals, and it's aimed to target both obsessions and compulsions. So some people may think, if I don't count, something bad is going to happen. So the E in ERP is what we use to target a person's obsessions or intrusive thoughts And the exposures are when you expose someone to the thing that makes them anxious. But the response prevention part is stopping yourself from responding. We're going to prevent the response that you want to do, such as the counting. So over time, this helps you learn to accept uncertainty and sit with distress without engaging in compulsions that allow you to break the cycle of OCD or the cycle of counting. So I would see how it feels to not count. 
or every time you notice yourself counting, redirect that attention to the environment. If you're walking, you're like one, two, three. Oh, there's a tree. Oh, there's the road. So getting out of your head and into your environment instead can help you start to process what is going on and refrain from counting if the counting is causing distress. Hope that one's helpful. The next question was ways to move past scary events. Things turned out okay, but can't shake the fear. Been for ma, and then it cuts out. Been for months. First of all, it depends on what the situation is, right? Trauma isn't what happens to us, but essentially how our brain and body respond to this. I was speaking to a student the other day who had a client in a very similar boat. So the client had a motorbike accident, and then six months after the motorbike, they were back on the motorbike. And even though they were back on the motorbike, they still felt really scared and they were berating themselves saying, I shouldn't feel scared. Why do I feel this way? I should be over it by now. I don't understand. And getting really, really upset with it. Now, what I believe to be happening is it's not so much the anxiety or moving past the scary thing. It's the judgment you give yourself for it. Depending on what this person went through and that things turned out okay, they might be experiencing a little bit of self-ridicule. I'm okay. Why is this still bothering me? I can't move past it. I keep thinking about it. There is a point in your life where you do need to say, it is reasonable to expect that I might still experience a bit of fear and anxiety around this issue. And that's okay. It's only been four months for this person and depending what it is, depending on the work they've done, just because things turn out okay, it doesn't mean that the distress on your brain or your interpretation is going to change because a lot of trauma or traumatic symptoms can often come from the negative belief associated with the event. So for this person, it could be, I was fine, I shouldn't be feeling bad. The other person was so much worse. It's like survivor guilt. Ways to move past a scary event. Can't shake the fear. Number one, I would start to identify the event, the negative belief associated with the event, the feeling you get in your body when you think about the event. It may be a tight stomach. It may be tense shoulders. And what you would like to think about the event instead. Now, this is what we do in EMDR. We set up the memory We get the image of the memory, we get the negative belief, the the positive belief they want to think instead, the feeling in the body, and the amount of distress it causes. And what you want to do is physically start to process it. So we want to complete the stress response. So anytime you are feeling that fear, this could be in a particular situation or an event or trigger that reminds you of that event, notice that fear in your body. Sit with that feeling. Do deep diaphragmatic breaths where you notice the fear in the body. We need to retrain your brain to tell it that you are safe. So telling yourself, I am safe. I am okay. This is just an old response. This is an old trigger, but you have to do a physical strategy. If you go back to my burnout episode, I talk about completing the stress response Because part of your body and brain may be stuck in fear and trauma time with the event that happened four months ago. So we need to tell our body and our brain that we are safe. But I think the second part of this is number two, 
tell yourself that it's reasonable and okay to still feel the fear. There's no rush to recover just because it's been four months. It's reasonable and okay that you went through a scary event. So it's okay to still feel fear. And that self-compassion can help move you through to the next step. But always seek professional help. And the final question is, I think I have undiagnosed ADHD and an eating disorder. Where do I start to get help? Really amazing question. The first thing you can do is get a referral to see a psychologist. Just make sure that they work in the area of eating disorders or ADHD. It's very rare that you're going to find someone who does both. You can see a psychiatrist if you want to get assessed for ADHD and get medication, but you can also see a psychologist if you've got other stuff to unpack, such as the eating disorder. What you work on first doesn't really matter, but I think it's a parallel process. For many people I work with, we start on the eating because the ADHD journey can take some time, especially if you're waiting for referrals or psychiatrist, medications, etc. So you can work on both at the same time if you have someone who does do both. So we have an online clinic. We assess ADHD. I've got programs, food freedom for eating disorders. But I think the first step is to get that referral or to speak to someone in the area. Feel free to book a one-on-one with me. I can help you through this. The link is below. But it can help to start to write things down even before your appointment so you can prepare. Write down what you're feeling, what you're experiencing, why you think you have ADHD, the reason you think you have an eating disorder, what is it you struggle with. So you can actually have some data. So when you go to speak to someone, because if you do have ADHD, it's likely your brain is going to forget and shut down. So get that data ready to go in your phone. So when you see people for your appointment, you can then manage that. And the last question Best strategies to avoid ADHD burnout. Feels like I'm constantly fighting it off. I did a whole episode on this, right? So the first thing is to realize what is making you burnt out? Is it your job? Is it that you're always cooking every night? Is it that you're doing so much admin? And then try to outsource or get help for the things that burn you out or put strategies in place. Cut things out that are burning you out. So people think, what do I need to do? What do I need to do? Let's reverse that and think, what do I need to remove? What do I need to get rid of? Do I need to remove toxic people, toxic friendships, a job, working so much, heaps of domestic labor? What do you need to remove instead of what do I need to do to not feel burnt out? But there's more in that episode. Now, just a quickie for now, because I'm going to put a post and get lots more questions from you. But if you have a submission, if you have a question, if you have a dilemma, Put it below, put it in the link because it could really help someone else who needs it. As always, I'm extremely grateful and thankful for you being here. If you love the episode, you know what to do. I will see you next time. Take good care and have the best week ahead. Thank you for listening to today's episode. I am truly grateful for you being here. If you got something out of today's show, please take a moment to leave a rating or review. To access more resources or support, check out the show notes below. See you next time. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. 
Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.